The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hi, everybody. Doing? This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk today, out here in sunny Arizona. What a beautiful day it is today to be out here to talk football you know, I'm glad to be here. I got a special guest today in the show, Chris Trapperhagen. How you doing today, Chris? I'm great, James. How you doing? I'm doing good. We got a lot to talk about today. We'll talk about the AFC training camps. We'll talk about little things with the Jets about Revis, and we're gonna still we're gonna still talk about there was a preseason game that was played on Sunday. So while we're here, let's get started. Let's do it. You know, Chris, I was sitting there thinking. I was wondering. You know, last week we talked about the NFC, and this week I want to talk about the AFC. Okay. There's a kind of a lot of teams out there that you know. I think from last year, like San Diego Chargers, that went thirteen and three, had a great season. You had the Jets, you know, mm-hmm. and I think um, New England this year going to play pretty good. Last year, Tom Brady just came back, so I think so. It's kind of a lot of things up for grab now. And I, as you see the reports, a lot of teams kind of like their training camps, what's going on with them, and you know, you got players in and out. So, you know, I kind of want to start with San Diego. They got like three players. It's not my, maybe. Suspended for four weeks or maybe not sign with them. Right. How do you think they're going to do this year? You know, my biggest thing with San Diego every year is Norv Turner. I, I, I'm not someone who has a lot of faith in Norv Turner. Mm-hmm. You know, looking with the Redskins, with the Raiders, with these other teams. Uh, so, so it's going to be interesting anytime he's, you know, he's coaching a team, regardless of who he's got, how much talent he's got on that team. Yeah, and, and like you say, they lost uh, the Damien, the running back, which I think he was kind of getting out of their kind of great you know, the doghouse, you would say, you know. So he was kind of, you know, but, you know, they got a great receiver that, you know, that, you know. They he, do. He kind of had a great year for them, and they kind of, you know, suspended four games, and they was thinking about trading him. You think that's mm-hmm. going to hurt them? You know, it's never good at all. You know, anytime you have that kind of off season, um, you know, you look at a couple comments, though, from guys like Phillip Rivers, uh, a couple other players just talking about not mentioning specific players. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip Rivers had a comment where he said things are a lot less tense in the locker room right now. Right. It kind of referring to LT being gone, you know, because he did have a diminished role those last, you know, 12, 18 months. Mm-hmm. So now maybe with that out of the locker room, you know, maybe that's going to loosen him up a little bit. But like you said, you have an offseason like that with, with suspensions and, and, and players gripe. It's never good. Well, and, and that's why I was telling people about a long time ago about, you know, as we get in this late about T.O., if you have a player that's going to mess up the locker room, you know, like chemistry and it's a start problem, it's not good for the team on the field. No. So I kind of agree with what you were saying. And Damon's kind of, you know, had players upset at him. And, you know, and you see it now in the comments that, you know, like say Philip Rivers, they're making right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know, so, but, you know, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. 
No, I was just going to say, uh, there is a lot of talent on that team. Uh, you got Malcolm Floyd, Vincent Jackson, wide receivers. You got Philip Rivers at quarterback. Uh, Darren Sproles and uh, who's the other running back they've got back there? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. but they, I mean, they've got talent and they've yeah. got they've got a fast, aggressive defense. Um, like I said, my biggest question mark is Norv Turner. I kind of felt that too that year where they was going to fire him. Yeah, and I think they should have. Man, yeah, you know how can you keep a coach that the, the team had no respect for him? Right, you know so. He he continually, I mean, he continues to get jobs, and I understand he's a good coordinator, whatever. You know, when he was, came up with Dallas as a head coach, he just hasn't shown it. And, and I think some of these head coaches in the NFL, when they become like, um, if they're offensive coordinator in college and all like that, that's where they need to stay because once once yep. they become a head coach, it's so much different, you know, than you know, coach. So when you ever see these head coaches when they lose a job, some of them come back to being just offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator, right? You know, and that's what they're great at. Right, and look at Ray Rose. Remember, he was with, you know, now he's a defense coordinator doing great, you know. Not a head coach. So, And I like, still like to throw this up in there, you know. I was saying, training camp, I kind of don't like it because you get like your players, your star players hurt, you know. And mm-hmm. and having them out four or six weeks, sometimes that goes into the regular season, you know. Do you agree that all this training camp? You know, you would know a lot better than me, obviously, you being in a league like you were. Um there's times where it just doesn't seem to make sense, the length of it, especially having as many preseason games as they do. Because um, these players obviously don't want to be there. I mean, look yeah. at Brett Favre. I, mean, I don't want to get into Brett Favre right now. <laughs> but he obviously doesn't want to be at training camp. Mm. Is he going to play? Who knows? But he, mm. he definitely doesn't want to be at, at camp. And I think that's the way a lot of these players look at it. It's a necessity, obviously. I think especially more skill positions where you need to get, you know, you need to get timing with your running backs and your receivers and all that. But... Uh, it definitely it drags on. Well, and like you say, some of these players that they have one year left and they need to play this year great to get a contract, they get hurt in training camp. Now that year is messed up. They won't get no good contract. And we'll get into that with one of the players for the Jets, you know. Right, exactly. And I understand these players, you know. Who want to get hurt? Now you ain't going to have a – they're going to hurt your contract of trying to get some more money, you know. They say, hey, well, you was injured last year. You had a knee. We don't know, you know. And what, what you always hear is it's a cutthroat business. You know, uh, Football's a violent game. The NFL's a violent sport. But from what I've heard, you know, from people's comments in the media and players' comments in the media and whatever, when it gets into that front office and you get in that meeting room, it's more cutthroat and, and, and nasty than any confrontation on the field. You're right. Okay, let's go on with New England. New England Patriots. I think, you know, Wes Walker, he's back. He's one of the great receivers. And that kind of helped Randy Moss and, you know, getting open. But I think he was the number one receiver by far. You know, Randy's Definitely. great, but... You know, now I think Tom's going to have a better year, you know, because he came back from the injury. He was kind of, you know, not playing that well. He was worried about it. But I think this is going to be a year. And that coach, he's a he's a great coach. Yeah. How do you bet against him? He's, <laughs> he's, he's a winner. He, he's not Mr. Personality. Uh, but, you know, the players love him. They love playing for him. And, and he's got a bona fide winning system. Well, and you know how he is. He could spy you if he don't, if he want to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, with Wes Welker coming back is is huge. I think you know that takes so much pressure off Randy Moss. He's not going to get consistent double teams. You know, Welker if he's healthy, he's going to get eighty, ninety catches. You assume. I mean, he had over a hundred. You know, the year before before he got hurt. Um, you know, you throw in they're always going to be solid defensively. You know, they've gotten a little old over the years defensively, but I think they've drafted some good young talent in. So uh, how can you bet against him? You know? Yeah, and, and like you say, Wes coming off that, hopefully he's not, you know, favoring that knee and he plays up to his caliber, you know, and 
And if he does, they're going to have a great year. Because I think Tom is going to do great this year. Of course. And you've had knee injuries. Yeah. And it's hard. You know, when you had a knee injury, you worry about that. You know, you're favoring it. And you might not want to make a plant or, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be – I like to see, you know, because look at when Tom came back. He favored his knee a lot, you know. and So So what do you see – what do you expect out of Welker? I expect out of him, and I would take him. If it was me as coach, mm-hmm. I would use him slowly, you know, in the year because you really want him for end of the season and playoff, you go playoff. Don't mm-hmm. rush him. I mean, give him a few, you know, you know, plays, not that many, to right. work him and get that knee where he wants to feel comfortable because you, you got to feel comfortable. He's a, he's a player. He's, you know, he's going to get in there want to be in there every down, but – you know, work him in slowly, and then, you know, during the end of the season where he's more comfortable with that knee, he, and that's when you need him for playoff, then that's when you, you know, go all out for me. There you go. So, you know, so we're going to go over to now. Um, you know, they got a new quarterback. You know, they got Russell out of there, you know. Oh, and, in Oakland? Yeah, in Oakland, you know, and I think Al Davis is the worst <laughs> person or only, and they don't know what he's doing. It's just money, and you know, but they got a new quarterback from um, Washington, Campbell. And and my point, I thought Campbell was okay for Washington. I just think that that system fit for him. I think he He's had a, he had what he had three or four different offensive coordinators yeah. in in as many years. Right, and that's hard work for three different trying to get three different systems down from you know. So I think this will fit him well. I think Oakland win a little bit more games. I don't think they playoff thing, but they starting to build that Oakland tradition back up. That's what I kind of. Like you know, you know they haven't drafted that badly the last couple of years. Dave, I mean, outside Jamarcus Russell, obviously right. that, that was not a good one. Uh, but uh, but you know they got Darren McFadden, who I'm still a fan of at Arkansas. Um, he hasn't shown a lot yet, but he's talented. Uh, Michael Bush, running back out of Louisville. Yeah. Um, you know, throw Jason Campbell in there with a little maturity. Yeah. They got a couple young wide receivers. They win some games, but like you said, they, the talent level is just not there to compete. Right. Week in and week out. And I think they all like to say don't have no respect for Al, you know. And when you don't have no players' respect for your owner, and then you have a coach that, you know, he's fighting the other coaches. And it's just so much. <laughs> it's got to be a strange situation. <laughs> that that whole organization, you know, I just imagine people walk around in eggshells. <laughs> you know, and like you say, it is got to be like, what do you do? You got the coaches fighting each other. You got the players that want, you know. You got the one player that came from New England that really didn't want to be there. He had a great you know, year. But he had a great year. You're right, but didn't want to be there. But, see, you have players that say, okay, let's just go out there and get our money, you know? Yeah. And that's basically what they were doing. But now I think, like I said, they kind of say, okay, let's try and put something together and win some games. And they got a good defense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's a it's a tradition-rich uh, program, a tradition-rich team. It, I think the NFL would be better off if the Raiders were good year in and year out. You know, it's it, as much fun as it kick them when they're down maybe yeah. for a lot of people who aren't Raiders fans. I think it's I think it's better for the league when those teams, the Packers, the Raiders, uh, Dolphins, these these teams have been around and been great for decades. I think it's better for the league when when they're at their top. Yeah, oh, it makes the league a lot better. And like you say, even if they just win in some games, you know, you got these teams going one and fifteen. Nobody want to see that. No, you know, they don't mind a six and nine record. You know, because like, they know you competing. But one and fifteen, come on, you're not really competing. It's just like. You you paying this money to go see these players and nobody out there playing. Yeah. They want to get their money and get off the field. Yeah, you like think you can win a one or two games by accident. <laughs> I mean, just get lucky. You know, about a ball goes your way and you win a game. You know? yeah. But who knows? You know, so that's the Raiders for you. You know, the kind of team I really like over there is the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I kind of like the pickup they got from um, Denver. Receiver, mm-hmm. I, I really like him, Marshall. If he can, if he can stay out of trouble. Well, it, I think he just didn't want to be in Denver. You know what I'm saying, Chris? He just didn't want to be there. You know, when you don't want to be somewhere, you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Your your attitude change. He's just going to have so much work to overcome. I mean, it, when they were always showing that video last year in the preseason, he's batting balls away and and not even running patterns yeah. and kicking balls. I mean, that's just. That's hard to overcome. He's going to have to do a lot of work and really show that he's he's dedicated. But he still had a great season, though. He still I've seen him some games. He had what fifteen catches one game. Oh, he's outstanding. He don't you know? But there go that music. I have to go to the commercial. <laughs> this is James Loving with Loving That Sports Talk with my guest Chris Trapper hanging in today. We will be right back. See you guys. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you already get the general sports headlines and discussion on tv and radio tune in to the blueprint with randall gatewood yeah we'll cover all the general big name stuff too but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else we'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is Jane Lovett back with hosting Loving That Sport Talk and my guest in the studio, real good friend of mine, Chris Trapperhagen. Chris, we're back. Absolutely. And I, we were sitting there when we before we went to commercial, we was talking about Miami and we talked about Brandon Marshall and mm-hmm. what we were thinking. And I kind of like Miami because I like that offense. I like that Wildcat offense. And I think they got great running backs. And I yep. think, you know, the defense, you know. And I just think, um, they. I think they're like a eight and eight team, you know, this year. Yeah, they definitely have some holes, um, and you've got to figure out at some point these NFL coordinators have to have to be able to devise something to stop that wildcat a little bit. You'd think. I mean, maybe not, but with Ricky Williams back there, touchdown Ronnie Brown, as uh, as as he's called, that's yeah. uh, a it's a potent offense. Yeah. But what I like, Chris, is like if we, you know we love football, everybody loves football. I like the excitement. You don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I don't like that dry football game. You run, 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 run. You know, then the Wildcats bring something different, you know, like what's next, you know. And it's like exciting, you know. They're not a great team, but you say they're a exciting team. that They can pull out a game with one one of those plays, big plays, and I've seen it happen last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. So, uh, Talking about boring teams, <laughs> uh, how, how, about, how about my favorite, the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> Baltimore is not boring, Chris. The thing about Baltimore is like an old lady team to me, I think, you know. Uh-huh. Very slow. You know what they're going to do over and over. But they did get a great receiver, Chris, did they? They did. Anquan Bolden. Uh, hopefully Joe Flacco can get the ball to him. He's a great quarterback, I think, because I think, you know, he didn't have too many people to throw to, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you say, I don't know about the offensive coordinator, but the plays they call, I think they got to, you know, try and throw some deep ball. Just lay it out, air it out to get people and change that offense. Like I say, make it exciting. You know, I I was kind of joking when I said they're boring. I, I'm a Midwest guy. I, I'm a Big Ten guy, and I love the way they play football. Well, um, we don't want to hear about that big time. Okay, so that's all right, Ray. Right. That's Ray, Ray, Ray else. You know, I want to hear <laughs> the Ohio State, right? The Ohio State University. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they play great defense year in, year out. They just plug in. If they lose somebody, they plug somebody in. And you get into in the playoffs when it's cold, nasty weather outside. They, they're going to punch you in the mouth, and they're going to win some games. Well, you got to look at Baltimore. Baltimore always going to win some games and always be in the playoff. They're that team that's always going to be there. But can they get over that hump? That's what always is. Is it one player, Antoine Bowles, going to get more of that, or they need something else? You know what I'm saying, Chris? They're, they're going to need Ray Rice to come through in a big way at the running back. He, he had a great, he had a breakout year last year, but he, he needs to really follow up well on that one. I don't know if we're going to take that. I think it's, I think Ray Lewis is getting a little older. Mm. You know, he's not playing as, as you know. He still got the heart, but he's not running around like he used to with a little younger, and I and I think that kind of hurt them. You know, they they need you know they're getting these older players on defense. You know, that's been there years, and and they're not changing it. You know, they need yep. they're not changing it up. So it's that boring same team. Like I said, I love them though. I love them. <laughs> well, this team I hate in Indianapolis. It's like what can you say about them? They always do the same thing every year. Yep, you know, always. You know, any gonna win the games and. Pull out the game at the end. You got Peyton Manning. I always pull it out. And I'm like, why teams don't see that? Every year it happens. And, like, Peyton, and they, it's like, you know, don't you know what's going to happen at the end of the game? And they pull out and win it. It's amazing. And he is uh, – I mean, I'm a, I'm a Peyton Manning fan. I know a lot of people aren't. Um, you know, he comes across a little robotic at times. Um, even those TV commercials are great. He's hilarious, his TV commercials. <laughs> but uh, – you know what? They're another team, like you said, with Baltimore that that needs to start plugging in some younger people mm-hmm. and some younger talent because they're not getting any younger. Uh, you know, Reggie Wayne is in the prime of his career on the back end of his prime. He's not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Peyton's definitely not getting any younger. Um, they got the rookie out of Connecticut last year, Donald Brown, the running back mm-hmm. spot. He had so he started off well, then kind of tailed off, hit that rookie wall. 
So they definitely they need to they need to plug in some holes. I kind of agree with you. Like you say, they need to start getting a little younger players and looking at their team for the future. You know, they got the same old players, and it's going to catch up with them one of these years. You know, and they be like, we got no younger players. You know, and they ain't gonna. You know, once they start getting younger players, they're gonna have to sit back and not win games for a few years. Right. But if they start <laughs> bringing them in now, you know. And kind of like what, you know, we get to maybe today, but like Brett with um, Aaron Rodgers. They had Aaron Rodgers there for a while. you know, Sat on the shelf. Sat on there, and then, you know, he was there. You know, and that's what any need. They need players that, you know, you got younger that can sit and watch and maybe come in or, you know, and then when it's that time, they they know what to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Peyton may not be the best player in the league, but he you got to say he's one of the most valuable. Because if he goes down, that's a, you know, that goes from a, a 12, 13 win team maybe to, Eight wins, maybe an eight and eighteen. Let me ask you about that, Chris. Do you really think a quarterback is the whole key to thing? If it, you know, what I'm saying like you say, Peyton go down. That's, so you telling me that, say like with with Green Bay, if Brett went down, Aaron Rodgers couldn't came in win because everybody was saying Brett was the whole right. Well, that was a different situation though because Aaron Rodgers was a known commodity coming out of college. See, I'm he, starting to like this now. This he, is where I me and you gonna go at all it. Right. He, I mean, he was lights out coming out of Cal. And every, yeah. he almost beat USC on his own one year. So he was a known commodity. But who's who's backing up Peyton? I mean, who, who's there? I think as far as that situation goes, he goes down, they're a whole different team. Now, if talk about Baltimore. If Joe mm-hmm. Flacco goes down, he does not, He has more around him. Ravens can rely on their defense. Mm-hmm. They can rely on their running game. They don't need Joe Flacco to win games like Indy needs Peyton to win them games. So, so that's what you're saying. Team, some teams need the quarterback to win games, but some don't, right? Absolutely. But it's still that if you're putting that all on that quarterback, what kind of team do you have? You know, if I'm going to sit there and say Peyton got a cold, we, we know we're going to lose, then you're already mindset that you're going to lose, right? I think if you see that happen, I think those first couple of weeks, you're going to see doubt in these players' in these players' heads. I mean, New England got lucky a couple years ago. Brady went down, and Castle came up and had a career year. So you a year he'll probably never have again. So you send quarterback or any spot where you're the player is the main player? I think quarterback more than any spot. Well, what do you think about the Jets? What if they don't sign Darrell Revis? Well, that's a good one. Uh, he's obviously the shutdown corner, maybe the most talented defensive player in the league. Do they need him? To Need him to win? I'm just saying they won last year. I'm sure they're going to win games. Do if, they need them if, to if, go where they're going to go? If if they're going to go to the Super Bowl like Rex Ryan says they are and win the Super Bowl, they need Daryl Rivas. They need Daryl. Absolutely. He is. I mean, he can shut down an entire half of the field on defense. Well, they got Kamadi starting his spot now. He's a great cornerback, right? He is. You He's don't talented. think he can do it to get them the Super Bowl? He's not the talent. He he does not have the talent Daryl Rivas. No, and and that's not anything against Cromartie. I mean, not many people, nobody does have the talent that Rebus has right now. So what I'm hearing from you saying Rebus is the whole defense, and I don't agree no. with that. Because you, you said if he's not there, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I think one player is not going to decide if you go to the Super Bowl or not. Well, there's a difference between. It's not the quarterback spot. There's a difference between being a winning team and having a successful year and winning the Super Bowl, like, I said, like Rex Ryan has already said they're going to do. If they're going to go and win the Super Bowl, they need every component that they can possibly have. And that includes having Daryl Rivas, and I think they realize that as much as, as much as Rex Ryan and Woody Johnson and uh, and the GM Tannenbaum, as much as they're saying, ah, we can win without him, we're moving on, we're doing this. 
they need Daryl Rivas. Well, I kind of disagree with you, Chris, because I think just because you pull one out of another player come in, yeah, he might not stop as many players as Daryl have, but he's going to be there, you know, and make some defensive plays. And if you got other spots, you know, it's not just one. You know, there's no I in team, you know. <laughs> but there is a Rivas. That there is, but you've got your other players doing what they were supposed to do like they were doing last year too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody knows Daryl's not there. Everybody's going to do a little bit more. And I think they can overcome it without him. We'll see. It's up for debate. You know what? The other the other side of that topic is you're Daryl Rivas. Guess how much money you're scheduled to make this year if you play without a new contract? He's only going to make a million. One million dollars. Yeah. He's worth more. Hey. Really? I mean, come on. You're you're worth one million dollars at least. Well, yeah, I am because you know I'm, you know I'm standing there looking like Denzel Washington, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but but I agree. The money, you know, but you know, um, the owners figure, you know, he he gonna play, you know, and I kind of see both sides. You know, one is uh, now football. I think it's a business, not fun anymore. It's all about the money, and, and it's with the owners too. And the players start to feel like, you know, the only one, that, you know, it's all about money. We're going to make it all about money, too. So I see both sides, you know. But when you sign a contract, you know, the thing that gets me with contracts is you have these young guys that come out from college to get to make all the money the first year. And you have these other guys playing for a little bit of money. And then they got to wait for the second contract to make mm-hmm. the money. But these other guys that haven't proved themselves got all the money. Is that fair? Yeah. Not at all. And you know, we were talking off air. Um, I really think the NBA has a right. Or the NBA, you get money. I mean, they pay you yeah. in your first contract. You know, you're LeBron James, you're Carmelo Anthony. You're getting money, but you're making your big money on that second contract. And they, uh, the NBA's got it right in that respect. You pretty much have to show that you can succeed in the league before you make the money that you really deserve to yeah. make. And, you know, Sam Bradford, what, 58, 59 million guaranteed? Yeah. Joe Rivas is making yeah. $1 million a year. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's crazy. That's kind of like Chris Jones for Tennessee. He's mm-hmm. making five hundred thousand. Yeah. Come on, he broke all number, you know the record last year, and you and he was gonna sit out, but he's like, you know what, I'm gonna play and go in here. What you got respect, but I don't know because like I said, what if he get hurt? And then now your contract, yeah. you might not want, you know. Exactly, you can respect it, and it, that's a noble thing for him to do. If he gets hurt, you think you think the Titans are gonna go? Oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and give you that money anyways. No, they're gonna well, say, okay, sorry you got hurt. See you later. I kind of, you know, jump from football to basketball. What Phoenix did to Amari Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that eye injury that needed, like, we don't know what you're going to do. Let's see you play out this year. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that with football. Guys like, what if I do get a major injury I can't play no more? Right. Then I'm done. I want that money. Look what the guy, I'm um, the linebacker for Denver. What happened to him? He just signed that big contract. What if he didn't? He wouldn't have got nothing. Dumerville? Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have got nothing. So he just signed. Now he hurt. He out for the whole season. Think if he didn't sign that contract, he would have had no money. He just sitting there with, it. and they was like, "Wait a minute, you gotta have this all surgery. We don't know if you might come back from it." Yep. So he kind of got, you know, lucked out. It, it, I mean, you can see both sides of it. I mean, on one hand, you, you can say, you know, Revis, you sign a contract, play out your contract, and then get paid next year. Then on hand, like you said, if you're him, he gets hurt. They're not gonna. They're not gonna welcome him back. Oh no, no, not I. And I agree with him because they're like. Why are we going to put all this money into a, a play that was injured? We don't know how many years we got to get out of or that injury going to reoccur again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, pay him, you know. Great player. Um, he had no problems off the field, you know. He was always good in community. Exactly. You never heard him getting arrested or anything. So why not give him the money, Chris? You got to pay him. 
<laughs> well, I said James Lovin with Loving That Sports Talk about Grizz. Today, Chris Trap Haggard, and we just trying to talk this sports talk. And some things I don't agree with him, but we got to get together, <laughs> right, Chris? Exactly. <laughs> to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Levin, hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my guest, Chris, today. We are back, Chris. Absolutely, in beautiful Arizona. Beautiful Arizona. Well, we've said that we're talking about Jets, but I kind of want to, um, 
Chris, that was a preseason game played on Sunday, the first one, mm-hmm. and it was against um, Dallas and Cincinnati, which was, you know, two great teams, I think, going to be, you know, it's going to be some, they're going to win some games, both teams, mm-hmm. you know, I think. And uh, the kind of thing that I kind of like want to ask you about something, Chris, is um, T.O. and Ocho. You know, I have to bring that up. T.O. and Ocho. Of course, you have to. You know, this was the first game, and I, and I kind of watched some of it, you know, and I, I kind of got out of it because I want to wait till the season and see how it's really going to go. But it kind of still looked like it didn't go that good because T.O. was throwing the ball. You know, he had two catches for 18 yards, you know, four times. But Ocho Cinco was only throwing the ball once. He had no catches. And I kind of seen Ocho face, you know, and, you know, and, and like I told everybody, you know, when the season starts and the player wants the ball and they feel they should get it in, how is that going to happen, you know? You know, my biggest thing with T.O. is you can't deny his talent. Even, yeah. you know, even at the the age he is now, and as long as he's been around, he, he's still got talent. But with T.O., we've seen it in Dallas. We saw it in Philly. Uh, not so much in Buffalo last year, because I don't think anybody was paying attention to Buffalo. Right. Um, but in Philly and Dallas, T.O.'s great until things start breaking down. Mm-hmm. You know, once things start breaking down, you know, you lose a couple games, he only gets half a dozen touches. You know, I remember, I'm sure you do too, him chasing Don McNabb yeah. down, down the sideline, side just yelling at McNabb. And, they couldn't, you can't have that. And that. But that's what happens with T.O. What happens when things start breaking down? And, and that's what I kind of feel too. And like I said with T.O., you know, I don't think, you know, it's going to be the losing games. I think they're going to be winning. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, because T.O. needs the spotlight. Or he needs some of it. And my my thing is going to come when T.O. ain't getting enough balls that game, you know. And that's when I think he's going to. But I don't think it's going to be the losing the game. Because I think they're going to win games, you know. I think they might do. They should. Yeah, they should at least do 10 or 11 games at least. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. But So I don't think it's going to be the losing. I think it's going to be where T.O. don't feel he's involved in the offense. And remember he thought that when he was with Dallas. He thought Jason Whitman, you know, so he got on the offense accordingly. Like, why well, I'm involved more mm-hmm. in the offense. So what they started doing, doing reverses for him, handing the ball off to him, you know. So, so I think that's when the problem going to come, Chris. And that's what you have to weigh it, is his talent versus how high maintenance he is. You know, is mm. is it worth it having him on your team, knowing that he's going to produce for you for the most part, but you've got to put up with so much stuff from him because if he's upset, he's not going to be quiet about it. He's going to he's going to let the media know about it. He's going to let everybody in the meeting rooms know about it, and. Do you want to put up with that? Well, let me ask you this. You as a coach and an owner of Cincinnati, would you assign T.O.? Absolutely not. I, to me, he's not worth it. He is. He'll put up. He puts up numbers. When has he won something? He won at San Francisco. Yeah. But when has he won? I want a guy who is going to produce for me, is going to be that high-character guy in the locker room, in the meeting rooms. And if he does have a problem, because everybody's going to have problems through the course of a season, yeah. even even the most team-oriented guy, leave, leave it out of the newspaper. Yeah. You know, talk one-on-one with somebody. Don't do not do sit-ups in the middle, in, in your driveway, yeah. you know, like he was doing. But let me ask you this. San Francisco, Philly, um, Dallas, and Buffalo, was T.O. the cost of them losing? No. Do you really think he was the cost? No, he's not the cause of them losing, but he doesn't help. He, he doesn't help. He doesn't help in the locker room. Exactly. That's why I want to hear you say, yeah, it's the locker room. And that's sometimes, like say, would cause you to lose. Look what he did to Donovan in the Super Bowl in the huddle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look at that. You know, and you go and tell the media, that's something, you, like you say, you keep out of the media. You know, why are you going to talk about your teammate 
he was nervous, you know. He's throwing up, you know. So why would you embarrass your teammate because, you know. You have to keep things out of the media. Yeah. Because I, me being a former media person, I, we just <laughs> lap that stuff up. I mean, yeah. that's, come on, give it to me. Let me know exactly how you feel. I'll well, put it on page one. Right. And then everybody reads that the next day. Well, that's what people do. They use the media because they know the media get it out and they can start controversy. Am I right? Absolutely. Play, like you say, when you was in there, you love to hear because huh. they give it, used give you it to me. and you was using them, you know. Mm-hmm. They knew you would get it out and people, you know, and it stir up some things, right? And you sitting there looking at your lips like, I got a great story. I got a great story. Let me go do it, right? Exactly. Front page. I'll tell you what, you got to think. One guy who's just rubbing his head already right now is Carson Palmer. Oh, you think so? Oh, well, I mean, come on. He's he's got he's got two talented wide receivers who are both just from time to time head cases, <laughs> and he's got to manage that. I mean, he's gonna if he can if he can have a great year and, and run this offense, mm-hmm. and uh, you know keep these guys in line, keep the keep the Bengals moving. I mean, he he could be up for MVP award. I kind of read something he said. He's like he's so glad that the spotlight's off him. So basically, what he's saying is it's gonna be on those two. You know, he know it because. Oh. You know, because it always it was used to be him and Ocho Cinco. They would get in the argument and all, like, you know, back mm-hmm. in the years. But now, Carson Palmer, like, good, you know. Let those yeah. two nutcase go at it. Do what they want to do, you know. I'm just going to play and, you know, get the pressure off me, mm-hmm. which is a smart thing. Yeah, and he, it, I think he can do a good job. He's always impressed me, you know, and maybe he'll excel at not being, you know, in front of the media, not not having that scrutiny week after week after week. Let back have sit back. Let those guys do their thing, and win some football games. Let me, let me ask you this, Chris. I I, I want to still talk about that game because I want to talk about Tony Robo. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get you because I know you all. He's been a sports writer. You know, kind of want to change this up, but throw this at you, mm-hmm. Matt Liner. You know, Matt. You know, they call him Hollywood. You know, he came <laughs> out here. Cardinals paying him all this money. You know, and and you say you, players like you say you sit them on the bench behind one and let them get that experience, but I don't think. He want to learn, you know. We're going to find out real quick this year. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get, I assume, a very short leash because there is a capable guy, Derek Anderson, playing behind him. Yeah, Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson's won football games in the NFL, and with the pieces that Arizona has on offense, they got a solid line. They got two very capable running backs. As long as Beanie can stay healthy, mm. he's hurt now. Apparently, got hurt yesterday. Or the day before, um, there's pieces in place to be successful. Um, so Liner, I think, is going to get short leash. And, and I kind of think he should, you know. But they give him respect because they have all that money they had um, pay him. So they got to give him some time to prove himself, right? You have to. So, and I kind of like, you know, like, I think after the fourth week, if he, you know, they're going to pull him and bring there because, you know, you got to look at after the fourth week, if you ain't still producing your team, don't want to get in too big of a hole. You got twelve games left, right? And you've won a division what the last two years? Yes. And you should do it again. Well, I don't know. They got San Francisco. I think San Francisco gonna win that. You Mike Singletary fan? I'm just just see how San Francisco are. He's a hard no coach, and they just basic run the ball, run the ball, basic hard defense. And they last year they had a couple games that you know they should have you know won, but they didn't. But the one with Minnesota, where Brett Favre beat them. Mm-hmm. And I think those kind of games kind of turn your season around where, you know. So I kind of think San Francisco's going to win that division. Um, I think Seattle's going to do all right. What, what, what you know? Uh, with Seattle and St. Louis, I don't see how they could get much worse. You know, <laughs> uh, we'll see if Pete Carroll can can bring that magic, you know, from SC up to Seattle. 
He definitely couldn't do it. He didn't do it in New England. He didn't do it yeah. in, in uh, for the Jets. I don't think Pete's an uh, NFL head coach. I don't think he is. You mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of factors winning him going to Seattle. That, that's a whole other show. Oh, yeah, that's another show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Can Leinert lead? Can, can he make it happen? We're going to find out real quick. Um, I know you got or you have a couple issues with uh, Tony Romo, maybe. Yeah, I, I just think Tony Romo been given so many chances, you know, over the years, you know. And I think, like I say, I think Jerry Tom, Jones told him this is the year. Mm-hmm. you got to take us to the Super Bowl. It's no ifs, ands, or but. We ain't going to play off. We need Super Bowl and at least go there. You know, plus it's in their hometown. So I think that was the bank on that. You got the new stadium. There's a lot going on. Jerry's like, we got to make some changes, or you know, or you're going to need to produce or going to make some changes. Can you imagine how bad Jerry Jones wants that? Wants his Cowboys to play in Dallas for the Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be so much money for him. He's oh my god, licking his lips, you know, crazy. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I've never been real sold on Romo. I mean, they have supplied him with put so much talent around him since he's been in that spot. And I'm not saying it's all his fault they haven't made it, but he's one of those guys that probably would do better just sitting back and not having the scrutiny on him, not having the spotlight on him. You know, he's just a regular guy. You know, played small college ball, and you know he just wants to play football. And unfortunately, playing in Dallas, playing for Jerry Jones, playing for the Cowboys, you can't do that. Yeah. So you know he needs to improve in that area. I think. Well, well, Chris, we got to see here. We got Christy here on hold. You on there, Christy? Yes, I am. How you doing today? I'm good, sir. Thanks. How are you? Good. Welcome to Jane Eleven Eleven at Sports Talk. You have a question for us? Yeah, I was wondering um, if, uh, you know, with all the players, um, some of them, you know, retiring or coming back or some of them getting hurt, do they do anything educationally for the players? Um, Because I know a lot of them, like, leave college early to go in the draft. Yes, they do. Um, The NFL retirement plan thing actually have a fund now where they pay for um, players to go back to school, they're paying 100% loan at the University of Phoenix. So they are having something in place because, um, like you say, these players are going out, not going to school, they're getting out young, and there's nothing to fall back on educational-wise. So, I mean, if there's, there should be a program out there that can help players, you know, to talk about this and, you know, and let them, direct them in the right way. You agree with me, Chris? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no. I agree, because, like, I had a friend that um, played professional sports. That's why I was asking, and it seemed like, um, you know, all the way through school, whether it was high school or college or, um, you know, that everything that um, people told him really resulted around or revolved around um, sports. And so um, when his career ended um, due to injury, one of the things that happened is he really didn't know, like, who he was and what he wanted to do because he had missed out on a lot of education information because people kind of sent him on um, through, you know, his career just because of athletics. Well, so could- I was just wondering... Okay, well, thank Chris. I got this music in my head. That means we got to go to a commercial. But thank you, Christy. Th- that was a thank great you. question, and... Um, Glad there's some people concerned about these players that are retired. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Loving that sports talk with James Loving and my guest, Chris, in the studio today. We will be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host and host and Loving That Sports Talk, my guest, Kristen. Chris, you know what? What's that? Yeah, my account wants to throw something at your curveball. Oh. Somehow I'm gonna see what you're gonna come up with, you know. And I know how, you know, I come in, I talk to you, you know, and uh, we talk sports. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about um, amongst other things. And like, I kind of want to just say while we was on the air, I appreciate you coming in and, and doing this with me. And you know, it's like you, this show come back in anytime. I would love and, you know, to. I'd love to. I know all the guests on the air would love to have you back, and I definitely would love to have you back. Anytime, just let me know. You know, I'll come but, in and talk some sports. But I kind of want to talk some of those something at you, you know, you, you know, Ohio and all this Buckeye stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's not football, and it's just throw something off. But I am so sick of this Miami Heat. You know, it's sickening, and I'm tired. I'm talking about they're gonna win seventy two and beat the Bulls records. I'm a Chicago fan, mm-hmm. and you know, I just want to lay it off to you. Uh, what you think, and then I can. Uh, 
Well, the team itself, you know, and I saw those comments Stan Van Gundy made uh, yesterday, the day before. You know, he thinks they're going to be, you know, the greatest team ever, um, which was surprising. (coughs) I respect Stan Van Gundy. I didn't expect a comment like that out of him. They dropped, obviously, so much money on those three guys, on Bosch and Wade and LeBron. But you know what? They've done a pretty excellent job of of bringing in some complimentary pieces around those guys. You know, they just got Eddie House the other day. They've got Mario Chalmers at point guard. They kept Udonis Haslam. Um, they've got a couple other swingmen. Uh, they brought uh, Il Goskis in, the big guy that played with LeBron right. in Cleveland. Um, they've got a team that's very capable. Yeah, but is it fair to, I don't know if you heard, that <coughs> they had sold out all their tickets, so they fired everybody in the ticket off, 31 people. I didn't hear that. Yeah, they fired the whole ticket because they like, they, we don't need you. We don't need to sell no more tickets now. We sold up for six years. It, LeBron just burning so many bridges and hurt so many people. It's amazing to go from where he was six months ago, uh, a worldwide icon. Everybody loved him. You didn't have to be a Cleveland Cavalier fan. Everybody loved LeBron. And as soon as he did that, I don't know what he was thinking, as soon as he did that show on ESPN and and stiffed, stiffed Cleveland and went with Miami. I mean, he is just, he's public enemy number one. And, and by, by far, I mean, I, I'm looking at him as a different person now, too, because, you know, there's the thing of going to another team, which we had talked about that before. But, you know, the way you did that, you know, then it's like, you know, it's like you laughing in people's face now, you know. Exactly. Is it, and this is my question, I want to know what you think, is it the the decision he made to go to Miami, or is it the way he went about it that upsets people and upsets you? I think it's not the decision. I think the way he held everybody captive for that long time. And I think he knew where he was going to go. He, you know, and, you know, as Ray would say, it was okay because <laughs> players need to do it, you know, and I don't agree with Ray. You know, right. Ray do that on his show and talk about <laughs> it, but I don't agree with Ray. But, you know, it's the way he held everybody and held everybody up, watching, you know, like it's like, the president doing an inauguration, you know, and everybody's watching. It was millions of people, with him, and mm-hmm. the way he did—that's what I'm upset with. He definitely, I mean, to see the the comments that Cleveland owner Dan Gilbert made afterwards. I mean, he definitely—they had—they were in the dark, yeah. and I don't know if they ever truly believed that they were going to keep him. But for them to find out the way they did, apparently, just a couple minutes before the show went on, and. And this and that. I got I got Ray Ellis, a uh, uh, Ohio guy, staring at me right now. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and you got to feel bad for Cleveland. I mean, they're they're in a bad spot now. It may be another ten years and a, a couple really good draft picks for they're 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 worth anything again as a team. Do you think LeBron hurt his image? Oh, absolutely. You think he did? But uh, they still making money on him. I mean, they oh, still but, loving him, and you know. Well, look at it. there's a, there's still one city in the world that that loves LeBron. Well, so that, talk, everybody in Miami's got got LeBron jerseys on right now. You talk about that small little Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. You think anybody care about a little small Cleveland? You know, every stadium gonna be sold out when LeBron and Miami come in. Am I wrong or right? Absolutely. I, oh. If they come out here, I'm there. You there too? I'm there. So you feed to LeBron thing, right? I can't help it. Who? I mean, who wouldn't want to see that team play? So his image is not. You know, he's, they still doing what they doing. They bringing in the crowd. People want to see LeBron. You know, so. What, where does image hurt? In uh, Cleveland? Well, I, yeah, definitely Cleveland. I think, I think just overall, just uh, people just have a different how he just went about things. It's it's, and it doesn't necessarily make him a bad person, 
I think sometimes bad people just or good people make really bad choices. And I think this was a situation right there. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's an evil person. I just think he made a really bad decision going about things like he did. Well, you know what I'm saying, Chris? When he come out here and they have him out here, then you're going to go see him. You're going to feed into that. You know, go ahead and be a LeBron. I'm not going to no, go. I'm going to have my LeBron James jersey on. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't wear jerseys. <laughs> Chris, you better not wear that jersey. <laughs> I really had to call you Shanghai. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, I had my great guest, Chris, in here, Chris Trapagan. And I'd like to say, you know, it's great to, you know, have you here, Chris. Absolutely. I, I love talking sports. Really excited about this college football season coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've got got Alabama at number one. I don't know if I see anybody beating them. Well, they're always going to put them at number one. But like you say, you got to prove yourself. Exactly. you got to prove yourself. I don't think Alabama will be number one for long. I think they'll drop down to number three to five. You know, my, my Buckeyes are number two. Uh, might be a little high. they got they got a tough schedule. Uh, now, is that... The Ohio State Buckeyes? The Ohio State University I know they Buckeyes. had a football team there. They got a football team there? They do. They play varsity schedule and everything. Oh, okay. I thought that was yeah. some of the small school, you know, that, you know, players, you know, like Ray or I don't know. I don't no, even know where we, that school's at. We, we've won a couple national titles, you know, come out to Fiesta Bowl every couple of years, beat up on somebody. Now, it's Division great. three, right? Three uh, A? One. One? One. Oh, Division okay. One, yeah. I, I, I look that school up. Do a little yeah. research. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> just, just Google it. See what comes Google up. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I think as far as until somebody proves me wrong, the the SEC's the best best conference in football, and you got to beat them. I mean, they they always have fast defenses, fast offenses, good quarterbacks, good coaching. It's you got you got to figure the SEC is going to be tough again this year, going for national title. Exactly, and this is James Loving. Um, I'll be doing a little car wash on August twenty eighth. Uh, probably have, uh, hopefully Ray will be there to come out, have a little NBA players and NFL players out there signing autograph. And we talk about the Voice of American Sports Show while we're out there. August 28th, you know, send me an email on Loving That Sports Talk. What's that charity for, James? It's called Right Star Outreach Center. It's for kids, you know, going back to school, buying backpacks, buying supplies, pen, pencil, you know, be a good thing. Great cause. And, and I like to get out there, you know, Voice America, get Voice America out there, you know. Absolutely. People come out and support this charity. It's a great cause. You know, these kids need these supplies, need this stuff. Come out and support them, for sure. Chris, we, I guess we ran everything down and we had to do Did you we know, get it? I, I think we did. we did. We did all right, though, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so last shot, last shot. who's your AFC? One team coming out of the AFC. My one team coming out of the AFC? Uh, to win, I got to go New England. New England? Can't bet against them, huh? I got to go with New England. I'm a, right. I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm picking my boring Ravens. You picking Ravens? Anquan Bolden, Ray Rice, Joe Flacco, Ray Lewis. You just don't like football, do you? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about football. I think I've made that very obvious in the last hour. No, actually zero about the game. <laughs> you no, know, nothing about the game. You're going with Baltimore. Well, you know what? He might not know about football, but he know about being a great person and being, you know, great. Just just coming out talking sports. Chris, glad to have you in the Absolutely. I'll be talking to you guys soon. Thanks everybody for this is James Loving hosting Loving That Sports Talk.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.